All right, welcome into this edition of the Sports Book here on 760 WJR. Uh, it was a tough decision. Listen to Thunderstruck or talk Lions? <laughs> I love Mondays. Hello. How are you, Jamie? I'm good. Back from Pittsburgh. I watched that live. You. <laughs> so poor lucky thing. me. Yeah. You were there in the nice mist and uh, maybe a little heavier rain there and the home area. Oh, man. And weren't you treated? <laughs> I A lot of people have said this. I am not going to claim this, but there's four hours I'll never get back in my life. Uh, folks, we are so happy you're with us, obviously. My name is Steve Courtney, along with WDIV's Jamie Edmonds. Uh, producer Nick Roddy, unable to join us tonight, but uh, Dave Rieger did, for crying out loud. He's over there doing whatever engineers do. Um, has there ever been a tilt in the National Football League where you were truly unsure if either team wanted to win? Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Right at the end there, you think, okay, the Lions are going to do it. No. Santoso's going to miss a field goal. The Steelers are going to do it. No, they're going to fumble. The Lions are going to do it. No, TJ Hawkinson's going to get a huge penalty and yeah. Goff's going to take a sack. Like, what did we watch? Then the Steelers are, you know, and you're thinking, well, this is how it's going to end. You know, what, inside 12 seconds left? Friermuth, completion. They're going to lose on a field goal. Chris Boswell can kick. We know that. Right. And it was into the end zone that isn't windy. I mean, it was setting up for a Steelers win, but yeah, no. Fumble. Rookie. Didn't want to win. And I'm just going to say this. And I feel bad for the guy. I do. But Santoso. Yeah. He looked nervous. He sure did. Before that field goal attempt in overtime. He had the look on his face like I probably have on mine when I go for the free grape at Kroger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and we've seen the replay. That thing was not close. Not at all. Mm-mm. It was like a chunk. Might be, yeah, might be one of the worst 48-yard field goal attempts in the history of the league. But remember, he also missed an extra point. Right. And if he makes that extra point, we're not talking about overtime. We're talking about the Lions' first win of the year. Right. Uh, but it was confounding how difficult that game was to watch. And there you are in Pittsburgh. You're from there. Mm-hmm. And you were saying this team going for its fifth straight win didn't happen. But hopes, people are a little hopes, beside themselves. Hopes were high. I will tell you that. We went there Friday, so I was listening to Sports Talk Radio all weekend long. Hopes were high until it's announced Ben Roethlisberger's out with COVID and all of a sudden Mason Rudolph's the starter and nobody in Pittsburgh has confidence in Mason Rudolph. The only people that do are the Steelers organization. Well, it was interesting because their first possession, he made it look easy and you're thinking, okay, this is going to be a route. one of those... Games where the Lions don't fare well. Right. But then but then things took a turn. The wheels fell off. I mean, in that third quarter, Ray Ray McLeod was all by himself in the end zone. <laughs> and uh, Rudolph yeah. just bounces it off the turf. He did that a couple times during the course of the uh, festivities. He completed 30 of 50, 
242 yards, a TD, and an interception. Najee Harris, you got to be excited about him there. Well, yeah, but why, when you have first and goal, do you not go to Najee Harris? You ask Mason Rudolph to throw it three times. That was a question I had. I'm sure that's going to be a question Mike Tomlin has asked for a while. Harris ran for 105 yards, and truly it seemed as though he was the only Steelers threat. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we find out after he had no idea that there was overtime in the NFL. (laughs) He was ready to keep playing. Yeah. And they told him, no, it's over. Oh, no. It's a tie. This is a tie. I did write down positives because we're so negative all the time with these lines. There were some positives. Yes, there were positives. What were they? Okay. Taylor Decker came back on the left. They moved Panay Sewell to the right. And Mm -hmm. Sewell was their highest graded offensive player. That was good. Well, you know what? And uh, I'm sure if Penney had his druthers, he would stay on the left side. But uh, I don't see how you could justify moving Taylor Decker to the right when he is your left tackle. And the golden rule in the NFL is you don't lose your starting job due to injury. Right. And they put a lot of money into Decker. And he's good. Right. Right. So that was my first positive I wrote down. You want to know my second? Yes. The running game looked fantastic. 229 total rushing yards. DeAndre Swift is going to be a superstar in this mm-hmm. league. And when you get Frank Ragnow uh, healthy with the aforementioned Decker and Sewell and Steven Jackson and uh, Big V, if you want to throw him out there, uh, this is going to be a bona fide NFL offensive line. Uh, we said that going into this year, mm-hmm. if they can all stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Well, they have not. They have not. Uh, but DeAndre Swift is going to be something. Uh, 33 carries, uh, 130 yards, 3.9 yard per carry average. and Career high. Yeah. Against the Steelers, who don't let people run 229 total yards, usually. The Lions receiving core. Uh, yeah, I did not have that written That's down. That's not a positive? Positive, no. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say this out loud. I think Khalif Raymond has an upside. Sure. Yeah. I think uh, he's got some potential. I think he's got some yak capabilities. Um, Ramon Brown, same thing. They're young. Mm, very young. So uh, we'll see. Uh, I don't know what was going on with Jared Goff. Well, he has an oblique strain. Okay. All right. Now, I, I know your backup is David Blau, but is a healthy David Blau better than an injured Jared Goff? For some reason, they did not want to take Jared Goff out of this game. I don't get it. He threw for 114 yards. Yes. 14 of 25. Now, you discussed the Lions running game. He had 54 yards passing at the beginning of overtime. So he got a chunk play in overtime. 54. So here's the the bottom line. Thank goodness, for the first time in a long time, this Lions team had 200 yards on the ground. Because if they didn't, they're not in this thing. Right. In any way, shape, or form. And again, I'm going to ask this out loud. Is a healthy David Blau a better option? When you're 0-8 than an injured Jared Goff. 
I cannot get over them not taking their injured quarterback out and putting in Blau. Well, they were talking about it on the tube. Moose Johnson, I don't know what's happening here, but your quarterback's limited. Mm-hmm. And they showed Blau stretching. Right. Like, like it somebody was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, somebody told him, hey, you better loosen up here, pal. And it didn't happen. I find it funny that sports fans in Detroit are, like, clamoring for Blau, asking for Blau, want Blau. (laughs) It's just funny to me. I think there are some Lions fans, again, I'll clarify this, realizing the Lions are in a rebuild who are clamoring for the FedEx guy. (laughs) Throw him in. Right. What? Come on. Give him a try. Uh, Let's see. But. Yeah, I mean. The offense without those rushing yards was abysmal. Jack Fox punted 10 times. And he's arguably. He's a great punter. And I don't think this ever been said before in any sports market. uh, But he is arguably our best player. Most consistent player, put it that way. Your punter. He's great. He is very good. Now, what was the vibe in Pittsburgh about T.J. Watt? Oh, very concerned. Very, very concerned. You could hear a pin drop in that stadium. He did walk off. And then the latest I heard is that his hip and his knee, the tests are negative, which is good news because they've put a lot of money into that guy. Yeah, he was, he's worth he, it. He seemed to be walking around okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, as far as the Lions, okay, here's the good news. Did you write this on your positive sheet? They will not go 0-17. I did. I tweeted that yesterday. I was like, oh, and 17 off the table. Uh, Not happening. Uh, Up next will be the Cleveland Browns, a team that may not have Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he uh, was banged up uh, yesterday uh, and they are now five and five. There's another city that had high expectations Mm -hmm. going by the wayside. We'll talk more about that coming up in the moments ahead. It was a uh, a very satisfying college football Saturday for Spartan and Wolverine fans. We'll talk about that in the moments ahead as the WJR Sportsbook continues. All right, welcome back into the WJR Sportsbook. Uh, thank you very much to our friends at WinBet for making this thing possible, giving myself and my partner, Jamie Edmonds, the opportunity to kibitz about sports, which is something we enjoy doing. Um, now, here's the deal. Uh, in East Lansing on Saturday, uh, Sparty looking for a rebound uh, after their first and only loss of the season in West Lafayette. And uh, they do it in fine form. Peyton Thorne threw two of his four touchdown passes. Jaden Reed and Mr. Kenneth Walker, a.k.a. K-9. He ran for 143 yards and two more touchdowns, helping Michigan State bounce back for that 40-21 to win over the Terrapins of Maryland. Um, i got to be honest with you. Did I think that the flea flicker would work four times? No. And there's still a couple of games left, minimum. Right. Well, they have had much success. And I couldn't believe it when I saw it on Saturday. It was uh, Montori Foster, and I felt good for this kid because, you know, Speedy, uh, Speedy Naylor can't go. Uh, and uh, Montori had a couple of nice receptions in West Lafayette. 
nothing to show for it. This a 51-yard uh, touchdown score. And you know why it works, and it's no secret. When you've got Kenneth Walker, uh, Heisman hopeful, you've got to respect that. Yeah, so off right. the play action, there's so many people converging, and I'm convinced this is the secret to that success. You better believe Ohio State will prepare for a flea flicker. Uh, by the way, uh, with that win, uh, the Spartans moving on up. Uh, number seven now in the AP, number eight in the coaches. Of course, the uh, new college football playoff rankings will be released tomorrow night. But Kenneth Walker, he is the first MSU player with 140 or more rushing yards in three straight games. Last one to do it, Javon Ringer, back in 2008. Um, the kid's phenomenal. He can't be stopped. Uh, 17 rushing touchdowns now. 17. And I'll be darned if, you know what? He comes to the sideline after you name one of his great plays and, you know, getting hit on the head and shoulder pad and blah, blah, blah. Everybody's excited. And he's just, you know, very humble. Mm-hmm. And he just goes and sits down on the bench and waits for the time he goes back out there. Um, he gives off a Larry Fitzgerald vibe to me because Larry Fitzgerald, when he was so great, doing all the great things he would do, crazy catches in the end zone and just hand the ball over right. onto the next. Act like you've done it before. Right. And I think uh, that's K-9's battle cry. And I'll say it again. You know, he got himself a very nice uh, NIL deal, and he passed it around with uh, some of the big uglies, his that offensive so line. That is so nice. You know? That is nice. That is one of the ways, and I don't want to go off on a tangent here, that that name, image, and likeness thing will work. If you are a fortunate player that gets a nice deal, and I hope you do, uh, share it. You know, because that that help you. Yeah. Uh, Now, here's the thing about the Michigan State defense. They needed, unlike what transpired in West Lafayette, they needed to get off the field. Mm -hmm. And that being said, Maryland was 3 of 13 uh, third down situations. So they did that. And you look at it this way. Maryland gets the ball to start the second half. Spartans up 27-14 at that time. Maryland got the uh, fifth-best offense in the Big Ten. They're not going to roll over. They start moving the ball. Next thing you know, it's first and ten at the Spartan 16, Noah Harvey with the pick at the goal line. Absolutely huge moment of the game. Huge, huge. You need your players to make big plays and big moments. There was another one later on in the third quarter. Uh, Maryland looking at first and goal at this Spartan 2. Never a good situation. Uh, Xavier Henderson, the trusty safety, uh, he earns a sack on Tagovailoa. As a matter of fact, it was a loss of 18 yards. Next thing you know, third and goal at the Spartan 23. Then Maryland would miss the 41-yard field goal attempt. 34-21 at that point. Good things for the defense. I'm slightly concerned that they allowed 350 passing yards to Maryland, knowing what's coming next. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, We're not going to ignore the elephant in the room. Uh, the formula for Tuck coming, Mel Tucker and the Spartans, relatively easy. You went out, you're going to the Big Ten championship game. Up next, a visit to Columbus. Uh, scary. Uh, as far as the CFP current ranking goes, it's seven against four. Uh, Ohio State, nine and one overall, seven and oh in Big Ten play. The Spartans will go in nine and one, six and one in the Big Ten. 
It is a 12 noon kick. How about this? According to our friends at WinBet, Ohio State installed as a 19 point favorite. If we bet college, I think I would say that's too much to cover. 19 points. You're talking about two teams with one loss. Right. And might I point out, Spartans have had some success in the day in Columbus. Now, that was then. This is now. I get that. Of course, of course. But, yeah, they've come to play in Columbus. When was the last time? 2015? Yeah. Okay, well, Mel Tucker has shown he can get these guys to to come up for big games. Did it once against Michigan and the other top ten matchup they've had. Why not the Spartans? I guarantee you this. The Spartans are going to score points. I feel like this is going to be a shootout. So, you know, and I know uh, there's some concerns because it reared its ugly head in West Lafayette. We're not going to ignore it. I mean, you can't be thrown against for 536 yards and at the end of the day expect good things to happen. Right. And that was a tough look for the Spartans. That same Purdue team lost to Ohio State 59-31. to 31. Yeah. Well, like Mal says, you got to block out the noise. Look, they know what the story is. Of course. And, you know, they're going to work on that during this week, and we'll see come high noon on Saturday. Meanwhile, uh, Jim Harbaugh and the football Wolverines, they go to State College on uh, Saturday. And, uh, you know, the, the Lions were in a pretty decent situation there for a while, and maybe we witnessed the difference in this Michigan team this year. Uh, because they have a don't-die attitude, they're able to come back and score the late touchdown. Yeah, I feel like that's the difference this year. This former Michigan team, down 17-14 with four minutes to go, might have rolled over and lost that game on the road in Happy Valley, but not this team. Meanwhile, uh, Penn State's coach, Franklin. Franklin. He gets a lot of attention. And it just seems to me that Penn State doesn't win the big one all that often. No. And he's obviously been thrown into the USC mix. He's been mentioned maybe for LSU. Um, but it seems like any time a big job opens up. His name's in the mix. And I, I, for the life of me, I don't understand. I don't get it. Like I said, we were just in Pittsburgh driving back listening to Sports Talk Radio. And people are not thrilled with Franklin in the state of Pennsylvania. Well, maybe one of those situations. Hey, look, pal, go ahead, take off. Right. Yeah, maybe they're not too concerned here. Right. Uh, up next for uh, Michigan will be, uh, well, the aforementioned Maryland Terrapins are, are waiting for Coach Harbaugh and company. A 3.30 kick on Saturday. Uh, Maryland 5-5, five and 2-5 five, and five in conference play. Uh, they need a sixth win to become bowl eligible. So they're going to be having that going on. But... That being said, uh, according to our friends at WinBet, the Wolverines a 15-point favorite. The Wolverines looked good. They didn't settle for field goals. They got the touchdowns they needed. Cade McNamara looked good. And how about that defense? Seven it's sacks. Real. It's for real. What's the the Penn State's quarterback's name? He was on the ground more than he was upright. Well, Sean Clifford. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, this uh, Wolverine defense, that could be another deal with them separating them. And they've had decent defenses, you know, started to go downhill a little bit. But uh, this one 
is for real. The one-two punch of Hutchinson, Ajabo, pretty good. Got to support the former Divine Child Falcon. Uh, now, there is uh, obviously a lot of banter. Is he a top three pick Maybe. in the Why NFL not? draft? Why not? He had three sacks. Yeah. It's like it's his job. I mean, you know, he goes out there and, 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 and just performs. So, uh, top three, we'll wait and see. Uh, when we return, we will talk Red Wings, Pistons, college hoops also underway. Don't touch that dial. It's the WJR Sportsbook. All right, here we go. Uh, as we are having this conversation, uh, your Detroit Red Wings tangling with the Columbus Blue Jackets down there in Columbus. Got underway at 7 o'clock. The Red Wings, 18 points, third right now in the Atlantic Division. They are 5-4-1 in their last 10. Uh, a lot of fun to watch. Jeff Blaschel uh, has to be happy with the effort he's getting. I saw them in person again last Tuesday when they beat Edmonton, one of the best teams in the league. It was it's awesome. It's fun again to watch the Red Wings. They just do what they do, and uh, I, maybe at this particular point, they understand that the expectations are so low. So you know what? Just go out there and play hockey, and have fun while you're doing it. Larkin with that OT winner oh. on Saturday was fun. He is uh, really settling into the captaincy. You know that's a lot of responsibility for crying out loud. Maybe that's why Steve Weiserman held off for a minute before giving it to him. But he's ready now. Uh, the Pistons, meanwhile, uh, they are playing host to the uh, Sacramento Kings. Uh, that also just getting underway at Little Caesars Arena, 7 o'clock to tip time. Pistons, they're 3-7 and seven in their last 10. Well, they're 3-9 and nine overall. Maybe they can get the Kings at a good time, though. You see, Sacramento, they have lost four straight. They are just 5-8. and eight. Uh, I don't know where time's going, but another college hoop season is upon us. Tom Izzo and the basketball Spartans, uh, they avenge the opening loss to number three, Kansas. Uh, they come off a big win over Western Michigan Friday night at the Breslin Center. Uh, nice combination of youth and experience for the Spartans. Uh, they're going to be at Butler, 7 o'clock Wednesday night, part of the uh, Gavit tip-off action. Ditto for what's going on at Chrysler Center tonight. Uh, as number four, Michigan, Juwan Howard and company, they welcome the Pirates of Seton Hall. Might be a good tilt. Seton Hall is also 2-0. First of all, this is a great time of year. It is so busy oh, with sports. i got to take a nap. I know. Preparing for this little show, you know, it's a lot to talk about. But college basketball is back, and, you know, I think Michigan's looking great. Number four in the AP now. They've got some really, really good freshmen. You know, I'm happy for Juwan Howard. Because yeah. when he took over for Beeline, remember, nobody knew exactly what they were going to get. And uh, he has come in, and he is establishing himself, A, his program, and uh, B, that he belongs at his alma mater as the guy running it. Great recruiter. These young kids want to play for a former NBA player. It's, it's just great I, over there right now, it seems. I think he certainly has a respect of the other coaches in the Big Ten. Because, you know, he's, uh, you know, don't know the guy personally, but he seems to be courteous and, you know, one of those, uh, you know, let's just do what we do and uh, have fun type thing. But You don't uh, make it over to Ann Arbor that much? You're going uh, the other direction a lot? Yeah, you got to keep going 996 yeah, there. Right. 
Uh, the Tigers, they uh, are making some more moves. You know, uh, we find out that Chris Illich, the fine owner of the Tigers, hinted that maybe they would open up the purse strings here during the offseason. You know, Al Avila commented on Maybe we'll spend. We're not going to go crazy, you know, but they are making some moves. The most recent one, former Red Sox left-hander Eduardo Rodriguez and the Tigers agree on that five-year deal worth $77 million. He's uh, 28 years of age, went 13-8 and with a 4.74 ERA last season uh, with the Red Sox. By the way, he missed all of 2020 uh, because of coronavirus-related myocarditis. So, welcome here. People are focusing on that 4.74 ERA, but if you look into it a little bit more, the Red Sox had a ton of errors defensively, and so he was not helped out at all from the defense. I think this is a good pitcher. He joins my Scooble and Manning as this rotation. Yeah. They're probably going to add another one somewhere. You know, they're buyers. They're, you know, they just signed the two-time gold glove winner at catcher. Now they're going to go for a short stuff. Yeah, well, here's the deal. Uh, when you're sharing these uh, raw numbers, in seven seasons in Boston, Jane, Rodriguez was 64-39 and 39 with an ERA of 4.16, and that's at a very shallow Fenway pack. Right. I think it's a good uh, addition for A.J. Hinch, who's looking for some st- stability in the rotation. And then you bring aboard, as you alluded to, uh, the gold glove catcher Tucker Barnhart uh, from the Cincinnati Reds in exchange for just an infield prospect, Nick Quintana. Um, and you're off and running here. Now, uh, Correa, the fine shortstop with the Astros, had a great relationship with A.J. Hinch when the skipper was in Houston. Maybe they're reunited here sometime soon. I'm just hearing that uh, if, if you're going to bring Korea aboard, be prepared to uh, sign a big, 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 big check. You know who I Big check. No problem with that. The Elder Illich. Oh, Mr. I. How much do you want? Okay. Where's, sure, my, where's my checkbook? Bring yeah. me my checkbook, would you? I think it's exciting to see the Tigers as buyers. Look what A.J. Hinch did with rookies and young kids. Overexceeded expectations, won 77 games. Now you add a couple pieces. I think uh, A.J. Hinch managed the hell out of this Tigers team. Yeah. Uh, with the talent that he had. And, uh, again, they were very fun to watch. Um, you know, you had some of the younger guys, you know, coming through. And, uh, you know, Miggy with his milestones, it was, it, it was fun. Um, so uh, with the moves that have been made, uh, Tiger Town really looking forward to spring training getting underway in February. This might be the F- Detroit Pro team that is have the mo- has the most positive momentum right now. I would say if we were going to take a vote right here right now, uh, or maybe tie with the Red Wings, but those two. I, I, I if you're going to vote for a, a local team that is going to be first to the postseason, I think the Tigers would have a slight advantage right now. Right. Which is exciting. It is. It would be the first time since 2014. We're craving it. There is nothing like a pennant race in August in this great city. I'll tell you that much. Uh, We're going to take a break here and come back with various NFL notes and, of course, preview the upcoming Monday Night Tilt with Matthew Stafford and his Rams and Von Miller and his Rams and Odell. Once again. 
Before we get to the uh, NFL stuff, uh, take a quick look at the scoreboard here since we are the WJR Sportsbook. Uh, not a good start for the Pistons at LCA. 8.30 left in the second quarter. Uh, Sacramento up 42-18. Uh, meanwhile, in Columbus, end of the first period, Red Wings with a one nothing lead on those Blue Jackets. Great. There you go. A little public service for you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, now then, you knew it was going to maybe be a crazy weekend in the NFL uh, when things kicked off Thursday night in Miami and the Dolphins get a 22-10 win over the Ravens. Uh, all of a sudden, the Finns now have one, two straight. But how about this? Lamar Jackson throws for 238 yards, one TD, one pick. He was the Ravens' leading rusher with 39 yards. Who are these Dolphins? I don't know what's going on with the Ravens. I thought, I, you know, a couple of weeks ago, they looked like a lock, not only for the uh, AFC North, but for the entire uh, conference. Well, the AFC North is just a crapshoot. A team can look fantastic, and then the next week, tie the Lions. <laughs> well, the Ravens are now 6-3, and three, and this is where it hurts your Steelers uh, because the Steelers could have been 6-3. and three Right. If they showed any interest at all in beating the right, Lions. Right, if they chose to win a football game. But they're now 5-3-1. and one. Meanwhile, in Nashville, now the Titans, are they not the toast of the AFC right now? Yes. Uh, they're 8-2. and two. They take care of the Saints. Close one, 23-21. How about Trevor Simeon, the cast-off QB, thrown into uh, work for the Saints? I appreciate it. 298 yards and a couple of touchdowns. It wasn't his fault. Uh, And just so you know, Adrian Peterson, eight carries, 21 yards. But the Titans, the point is this, at 8-2, they just find a way to win under Mike Vrabel. Yeah, he's got coach of the year candidate. Just the, like like the way the dude handles himself, mm-hmm. you know. And I we could have had him here, right? Could have had him here in one of these coaching cycles. In, yes. in, in one of them, yeah. Uh, in Foxborough, you know. Uh oh. Say what you will about Bill Belichick. Yep. You know that he's a curmudgeon. That he's he's tough to deal things. with. Not a great dresser, like a lot of things. Uh, but he gets his team to win. Patriots all over the Browns, 45-7. to New England has won four straight. They are now 6-4. and four. Mac Jones looks like he's figuring out this NFL stuff. 198 yards, three TDs, a rating of 142.1. Right, and so now it's back to the old at, was it Belichick or Brady? Certainly, certainly looking like Belichick's coaching chops are still there. Well, yeah, because that thing, that little... Uh, scale uh, might be evening out here a little bit as we'll find out uh, but know this the Browns are five and five they are last in the NFC North uh, they are not going to be happy when they host Dan Campbell and the Lions come Sunday at one <laughs> I mean what's going to happen with these two teams oh geez without Baker Mayfield oh. like I don't know is Blau going to make his start oh could you imagine Case Keenum against David Blau <laughs> The ratings will be huge. Uh, It may be a good day to recontact paper the cabinets. Right, right. Do some house project. Clean the gutters. You know what? My my uh, dryer lint thing may need to be uh, cleaned too. (laughs) Uh, In D.C., this is kind of a shocker. The Washington football team. Up end, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, 29-19. to 
Uh, Taylor Heineke, who has had some moments in his brief NFL career, 256 yards and a touchdown. The Buccaneers, who, by the way, have lost two straight. Tom Brady throws for 220 yards, two TDs, but also two interceptions. And they've lost two straight now. Uh, Is there a panic going on? I mean, no. I feel like you're never out of it with him, but... There's something not firing right now. Yeah, right. Bruce Arians. There's a dude that'll figure it out. Uh, It was an expensive win, though, for the Washington football team. Uh, Their fine defensive end, Chase Young, has a torn ACL. He is done for the year. Uh, Just one and a half sacks after winning the defensive rookie of the year. But the kid's talented. Uh, In Arizona, another shocker. The uh, Panthers go in and knock off the Cardinals. 34-10. 34-10. The Panthers, they're 5-5. Five five. The Cards are 8-2. No Kyler Murray. Colt McCoy, horrible. 107 yards, one pick, and a fumble uh, that was lost. Cam Newton, That's back a home. story. Yeah. What a wild ride for Cam Newton. And then he scores twice in his return to Carolina. Well, P.J. Walker is the starting quarterback. I don't know how secure I would be if I was P.J. He throws for 167 yards and a pick. Cam Newton... He was 3-4 of four for just 8 yards, but he threw for a touchdown. And then, like you say, he ran for another one. Uh, Superman's back home. Yeah. For whatever it's worth. We'll see. He's a good football player. And I love that the organization sort of didn't care about ego or anything and said, come on back. I don't know how much gas he has left in the tank, to be honest with you. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, and at Lambeau, the Packers shut out Russell Wilson and the Seahawks 17 nothing. The Packers are 8-2. Aaron Rodgers, 292 yards and one interception. That's it. He got a little emotional after the game because of all this stuff going on now with the immunizations and this, that, and the other thing, and uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Russell Wilson, by the way, 161 yards, two interceptions, a rating of 39.7. And at least afterwards, he said, look, the finger was not a problem. had nothing to do with it. Those two guys, Wilson coming off the finger, <laughs> Rogers coming off of COVID, these two did not light it up. Not at all. And somebody who did, though, and he looked like the Patrick Mahomes of not that long ago, as the Chiefs rocked the Raiders 41-14, Mahomes 406 yards, five TDs. How does Travis Kelsey get wide open so often? Well, he hadn't been. Everyone was wondering if there was going to be a Travis Kelsey sighting. And now all of a sudden in this winning streak, he's back. Eight receptions, 119 yards. All right, with that, we go to Monday Night Football. Uh, in Santa Clara, the Rams at 7-2. and two, They will face those 3-5 and five 49ers. How about this? Wide receiver Cooper Cup leads the NFL with 74 receptions, 1,019 yards receiving, and 10 TDs uh, catches. He joins Jerry Rice as the only players in the Super Bowl era with at least 1,000 yards receiving and 10 TD catches in his team's first nine games. He's having a heck of a season. Well, obviously, uh, he has become the favorite of uh, young Matthew Stafford. But Um, Stafford's got another weapon. He lost one, gained one. Yeah, how about that? How strange is that? Robert Woods, their fine wide receiver, goes down in practice, season-ending knee injury, uh, pretty much the same time they're signing Odell Beckham Jr. And uh, he is going to make his Rams debut tonight. Von Miller also expected to make his Rams debut tonight. I was listening to a podcast with national guys, and they were just talking about the feeling in the Rams locker room is that of, come on board, 
whoever's going to help us get to our goals of winning playoff games and possibly the Super Bowl, they're open to it. So they welcome Von Miller, and apparently that receipt wide receivers room welcomes OBJ. Well, the dude does bring some baggage. Right. I mean, it is what it is. Is he a gifted receiver? He can be. We've seen it. Uh, but we've also seen him just sit there and pout. Right. Now, which Beckham Jr. is going to land in L.A.? I mean, obviously the Rams hope this is some sort of subdued team player first OBJ. Is he capable of being that? Well, with the uh, moves that the Rams have made, I think it's Super Bowl or bust. I think you bring aboard Von Miller. I think you bring in uh, Beckham Jr. And uh, you're, you're pretty much saying we are in it here right? for the long haul. They absolutely are. Uh, by the way, Matthew Stafford, uh, the only quarterback with at least 250 yards passing in all nine of his games. So, uh, But know this, uh, the Rams, we have seen them play some bad football, Matthew included. Um, this is a big ball game for them. And I'll submit this as People's Exhibit A. Jimmy Garoppolo has won all four starts against the Rams despite throwing five interceptions. I feel like the Rams win this football game. They are, according to our friends at WinBet, they are laying three and a half to the 49ers. I mean, we have it on on the TV. How many sacks does Aaron Donald have since 2014? Does that say 90? A gazillion. Wow. Yeah, 93 as a matter of fact. Um, That's what I saw on my monitor. But listen, we forgot to mention this because there was a big ceremony uh, before going on here. Uh, what is it? Uh, November 15th. And I had to pay off a bet, Dave Rieger, for the first time all season. Talk about winning streak. I got two in a row. Yeah, and it's insane because I picked the right team, but they did not cover. So by rule, you won. Right. Then that evened us up. And then you won, and I had to go to my favorite store and completely out of my element. He got the right thing, though. I told him, get me Kim Crawford, Sauv Blanc. He did so. I didn't do anything. I'm going to chill this at home. I walked into you. I walked into my joint uh, where I'm like a shareholder, <laughs> and I said to Kelly, hey, listen. Uh, you know, I had a little bet with Jamie. He listens, and he says, yeah, okay, what What does she need? And I said, you know, what is this? Kim Crawford. Kim Crawford, and he knew right. immediately, which took a lot of heat off the kid because I, walking around the wine section, was completely lost. Mm-hmm. Well, you did good. What are we going to do tonight is the question. You, uh, I'll, I'll say that you let me pick whatever I wanted the last two nights, so maybe you should See, but we both, we, we both have the Rams, though. So right, it's not so fun. how can we do it? Well, we'll just take the week off. Okay. And we'll regroup, and then uh, we'll go back at it uh, with reckless abandon. Because that would, it would be stupid. It, you just know, you, to do it, to do it. You know, to what? Win free booze? We're better than that. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to you on that. <laughs> uh, but our time is gone. We've kibitzed, and it's time to leave. I was going to say we could bet college, but we both don't think. We think 19 points is too much. Right. We're not so, in agreement. So, okay. Look at you looking for more free wine. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Rieger, thank you very much. Nick Roddy, I uh, hope you're feeling better there, my friend, and hope to see you soon. For Jamie Edmonds, my name is Steve Courtney. 
Uh, most importantly, thank you to you for tuning in to 760 WJR.